0: I did say soliloquy effortlessly. You didn't? How, what do you mean? I hope it I hope it hurt. No, soliloquy. I hope it so, oh say it five more times. Pull that soliloquy. out of your ass. Just keep pulling it out. Soliloquy. Yeah, eventually Soliloquy. Two more. Are you practicing at home? Soliloquy. In the and the last one. Soliloquy. soliloquy. Thank
1: you. Are you No pain? Are you practicing. No pain. All right. No pain. Okay. Welcome to the Medicast. I'm Josh Anderson. Okay, okay,
0: okay. Trying to be more no-nonsense this morning. Have you ever thought, Josh, what it's like to be inside my head? It's a scary place. Bob, the job market is insane right now. Did you know that? I've noticed that. Well, there's what I see that what the hashtag great uh what resignation. Oh yeah. So there's the resignation stuff going on, right? People are getting more more negotiations, I guess, with with working from home, right? Mm-hmm. And and you know, perks of flexibility. I have wondered about salaries, so are salaries going through the roof yeah, as well? Yeah, salaries
1: are definitely going through the roof. The, the average that i'm seeing in my limited view so your mileage may vary and see it greater or smaller depending on where our listeners are is like a 20 to 30k bump just in base salaries for existing roles so in in the past in the past six months year max it's really ramped up so this year yeah this year in 2021 it really ramped up Is that just competition
0: driving pricing?
1: I believe so, given that you can now get... So, like, there are people that have left the company that I'm at that are working for a California-based company.
0: Remotely. Getting a California salary. Oh, wow. Because... So, so Okay, so I wouldn't... I'm not disagreeing with you, but I bet it's multi factored Yeah, and I bet geography. Yes,
1: because it doesn't matter as much now.
0: Yeah, but but some companies are adjusting their salaries though. Yeah, some yes. co- some companies, some California companies, are adjusting their salaries based on your geography. Mm-hmm. Some of them are getting slammed for that process, right? Yeah, and some of them are are not doing that. Yes. Okay, that may. So I I'm not sure of
1: all of the macroeconomic vehicles that have created this situation. What I want to make sure is that our listeners know it's happening and have an opportunity to thoughtfully think about how this plays into any decision that they might make because you might be finding out or hearing about friends or coworkers that just left the job that they've been at for five years and they got an instant 30, 35 K bump. Right. You know, so, so that should lead you to question, what should I do? What's the, what's the right answer? I've even seen people that have left and come right back.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. That, and why, what just, I mean, random sampling, right? So what, what was the general feeling? Uh,
1: You know, they left for the money and realized that the money didn't, mean everything and they appreciated the company that they were with and decided to go back i don't know if they came back at that higher pay rate or something i assume so but i'm not sure probably
0: negotiated something yeah right on the return but they came back so something was going on there in the dynamic so so what do you want to you want to just explore that today yeah
1: to me i i i want to look at it from two angles one is someone who knows this or is hearing this for the first time and says, Holy crap, I should leave my current job and go get more money somewhere else. Not so fast. I think is the message that I want to send is be thoughtful and think about all of the variables that are out there that make a job great. Then I will look at it from the other side of, if you are a leader, of people right what are ways you can should respond to what's happening in the market so starting with oh okay yeah oh i like the two for a so. yeah all right so as a developer QA engineer scrum master whatever is someone on your typical scrum team and you hear this and like maybe one of your friends just just left to go to a job and their pay bump was crazy and they're like
0: dude you got to do this what should you do what should you think about I think there's some, I mean, general reactions to me is I'm, you and I have different generations for mm-hmm. hiring and staying and things like mm-hmm. that. I think one thing is it used to be staying with a company was a prime directive. Yeah. Right? It was important, like being a job hopper was a bad mm-hmm. thing. I think that's probably flipped nowadays. Without a doubt, yeah. Right? So, so loyalty. And the worry that it, you know, sort of be how you, the perception is has changed. So that, I think that should be like a very minor consideration. Yeah. Right. Maybe a little bit of a consideration, like, like hopping around, le- staying somewhat placed less than a year and hopping around. I saw something the other day. Someone tweeted that there were people who were. I, I there was a name for it where they took two because they're virtual. Oh, they, yeah. They took two full time jobs. Right. They were getting paid for two full time jobs and they were looking for a third full time job. And it, it, but I think, I think that might catch up with you, right? Yeah. Like staying somewhere, like playing games or uh, being dishonest yeah. or hopping around every three months or something yeah. like that will probably come back to haunt you from a career. But it, you, or just a, like a life perspective. Yeah. You might be just wearing yourself down. Yeah. I don't. I think character matters a little bit, right? Loyalty does still matter. Character, how you can, maybe I'll call it how you conduct yourself. Like, yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, like that. but and, and, but I wasn't trying to argue that. I was trying to flip it and yeah. say, don't worry about that stuff yeah. so much, right? Yeah. Again, we're from different generations, so we see it a little bit. Absolutely different. Right? Absolutely, you know what else? From a, I, I put up a guy We've talked about this before. I think Do you remember vaguely. So what I'd like to
1: talk about is a thought process I could take as a person in this seat to figure out, okay, is it time for me to go find something else? Or do I stay here? If I stay here, should I talk to my boss? How do I talk about the pay
0: difference, the pay gap that's out there? Well, let me before before we go there though. Yeah. And then shoot it down. Yeah. But the Ikigai has four factors. Okay, so that is a Venn diagram that's up on Bob's screen. It's a Venn diagram. It's called an IKIGAI, Ikigai. It's a Japanese metaphor mm-hmm. and it talks about like you're trying to get to the essence of what what should I be doing? Mm. And it has four dimensions. It's doing what you love, it's doing what you're good at, it's doing what you can be paid for, mm-hmm. which is what we're talking about. And then doing what the world needs, like making a difference in the world. So if I put on an icky guy mindset, then this is one quarter, right? Money is one quarter. Yeah. And, and so I, so what I'm trying to suggest to Metacasters, and it may not land, and shoot me down. Yeah. This may be an old guy, not an icky guy, but an old guy <laughs> discussion. But I think it's important, like, do you love what you do, mm-hmm. right? are you good at what you do like you could jump for 20k and get fired because you aren't self-aware of what you're good at you like you could jump into a fire right from a skill set perspective mm-hmm. right so sort of being self-aware is part of this i think nowadays generationally people you can you can get you get benefits or you get good feelings i know money matters yeah but working for like the the Gates Foundation like doing stuff that it affects people's lives might it's it's intangible from a money point of view but it it's giving you it's giving you solid feelings like i'm contributing back i'm not just i'm not just sucking yeah. money from the world well I, so i'm wondering if an icky guy view like running it through four lenses instead of just the money lens would, yeah would be helpful I'll,
1: so i'll i'll provide a quick retort so, so it's not going to land. <laughs> That's fine. That's but fine. I want to make it quick so we can get on to the other yeah. stuff. I think the number of places where you really do feel-good type stuff is pretty low. Companies that really have complete intent to make a difference in the world, I think, unfortunately, there are very few. Right? You look at some of the more successful companies that are out there and people like to invest in the boring things. That's what investors like because they know what's going to be there. They know it's always going to exist and maybe it was boring. Somebody didn't. So there's a, there's a lot of companies that are out there that build software just to make money. And yeah, it makes the user's life better and easier because they can do it on the software instead of a spreadsheet or a piece of paper. But net making the world better
0: I think there's unfortunately very few there. So so is there a lens then beyond I want to make as much money as I can and get as much prestige as I can and mm-hmm. build my ego as I can. So give me give me give me feed me feed me feed me. Is there a lens that that is there any other lens other than that 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 people should be looking at?
1: Yeah, well to me I and and I'm not being a yeah, smart Yeah, yeah, I, yeah no right. there's 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 reasons why People desire to make money that maybe isn't just pure greed. Okay. Maybe they're trying to build and grow a family. They want to adopt. They want to be able to give back. They want to be able to do things. So I'm not
0: anti-money. My question is... Anti-mindset, yes. I'm not anti-money or mindset. Is there another... Is it multifaceted or is that the primary lens that we should be talking about? To me, it depends on your point in your career. That is a factor in the icky guy, Yes.
1: That's what I've seen is that my primary focus has shifted over the decades that I've been and working. And mine has as well. Yes.
0: So I use, so in the early phases of my career, yeah. my icky guy was very much about paid for and good at mm-hmm. and a little bit of love. I even did things I wasn't good at. Because, right. right, so yeah. there's self-awareness comes into play, yeah. right? Like, what, what are you good at? What are your strengths and what are your right. weaknesses? Yeah. Okay, my, my icky guy has shifted, okay.
1: Yeah, I, I I I intentionally took a new role in something that I never had done before. I bet on myself. I thought I could do it because I viewed it as a stepping stone to where I wanted to get.
0: So why don't we stay there? Yeah. Why don't we stay in that demographic? Yeah, yes. Because you and I are probably, yeah. all right. We are
1: old, we are old. So, so yes, yeah, so you're in the first... Five, seven years a year career. One of the things that my very first boss told me that I regret valuing as he instructed me to do was the value of the people that you work with. And he really tried tried to get me to to place a monetary value on that. His was $15,000. He thought being on a team of people that he liked was worth $15,000 to him. That was 20 plus years ago when that happened, but that's how he tried to navigate that was he put a real dollar amount on it and he wanted me Did you to buy do the that? same thing. Did you buy that? At that age? No. Yeah. But I do now because I've, because I've worked places where I didn't like the people and I understood what that felt like. And then I've worked places where I love the people
0: and I understood that feeling. And that for me means a lot. So that's, I'm proposing that we reframe this and say, Everyone's career is in three thirds, so first third, second third, third third. Right. Okay. First third is like so. Let's say fifteen years per third. Okay. Something like that. So that's that's first. Let's just talk about the first fifteen years. Sounds of your good. Career, yeah. Right. Which is sort of like yeah. So it's a little bit more than eight. Mm-hmm. I I think for that, at least speaking for me, and, and when I was there, and I think it's still relevant. It's you need to be growing as you need to be accelerating and challenging yourself as yes. much as you possibly can. Yes. You need to be somewhat greedy mm-hmm. and get well. No matter what your paradigm is, whether you're a family person or adoptions or whatnot, but that's that first third is where you're learning. Mm-hmm. You're gaining critical challenges. You're learning a lot. Mm-hmm. Challenges, but you're also accelerating. Like you may, you may, dead end in a company. Very mm-hmm. often, you you can be underappreciated in a company. So you yep. have to be sort of hopping around hopping around for new opportunities, new challenges, and salary acceleration. Yeah. Right?
1: And and in a traditional market, not where there's this like recent almost blind bump that every position gets, I think your early decisions on roles you take and the salary you accept define what your future salaries can be.
0: Well, that's what I'm. That's yeah. what you're accelerating, so yeah. you're setting, you're investing. The first third, if you think about it this way, is investing is is establishing a platform for how do you springboard into the second, third, right. right, right. And the second third is is probably more. It's still acceleration, but you're not learning. You may be learning different things. Mm-hmm. You're you, like technology. Let's talk about technology. You're not going to be learning technology typically in the la- in the next fifteen years you might be learning management mm-hmm. or leadership or mm-hmm. architecture or something mm-hmm. like that so it's it's almost like a springboard springboard for one and then and then your springboard is going to be can I accelerate in my new persona yeah now how good of a leader am I or how good of an architect am I and and some people will plateau there and then some people accelerate but you want to sort of accelerate in the first one is this model working the yeah, way? yeah 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 it,
1: it's it's just that there there are roles that I accepted where I, I know I could have pushed harder on, on pay. And so then my next job and the salary there was based on what I made before. So you kind of set the bar pretty early and then you progress off of that because that's always a reference point.
0: So the, the, the loyalty I had. Yeah. So I kick myself looking at the curves today Mm -hmm versus when I was curving you know, across those those three yeah. sort of areas because one, I would stay with a company for three, four, five, seven years mm-hmm. and and they weren't accelerating the way I could if I left. Right. And and now you can do that. So so I was I probably it wasn't my capability, it was loyalty lo- lo- got in my way, mm-hmm. right? Seeing value in people g- yeah. got it, got in my way. I wish I would have had a today mindset back then. I wish I could, it wasn't just me though. I mean, people wouldn't hire you, yeah. right? You yeah, couldn't I, navigate that. Yeah, so.
1: I, I got in trouble from my parents when I said I was leaving my, my first job. They were like, you cannot do that. You are making a huge mistake. Exactly. Go back and get that job. And I just said no. Like this is how I view it as the best way to progress my my career right where I want to go. Now they, you know, were teachers. Yeah. So teachers, you basically sign up with a school and especially 70s, eighties, and nineties, right? You you just kind of stayed with that school because that's you know, and especially in that state, because of state retirement and all that stuff. So that was a thing you just did. But so much has changed where
0: the opportunity is limitless. Now, I do think you have to, you don't want to be lazy with your, like I was thinking of vetting the company. Mm-hmm. So, I could take this, I'm a bouncing ball syndrome and I'm chasing shiny money and things like that. And mm-hmm. it, and and I'm not anti that. We're talking yeah. about being pro that. But I still think you have to thoughtfully vet, thoughtfully interview the companies that you're yes. going to. Yes. Thoughtfully filter that. Because you don't want to go there and waste your time and land badly. Then maybe you talked about someone coming back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the fa- yeah,
1: yeah. So so both Bob and I are on the page of you need to grab the reins on your career. Yeah. And go get the salary that you believe that you are worth. Go get it. And go get it, but don't blindly do that. Right? You have to understand the value of all the other. Icky guy stuff that's out there. I said that properly, correct? Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's a, it's not. It's just a metaphor. It's but it's yeah. but again, it's it's think about like being aware of what am I good at. So I would say, you know, if if for example, what I'm good at new development, but I'm not good at maintenance. Mm-hmm. And there's a maintenance role that's at at a SaaS that pops up that's willing to pay me thirty five more k a year, mm-hmm. but that's not what I'm good at. And and not only that, I don't like doing it. I don't love doing it. Then then the odds of me growing yeah. there and accelerating there, or even enjoying my job, are low. But the money's there, mm-hmm. right? So so just go in. I think it's go in eyes wide open and make sure that you're really looking at it like a portfolio based, like like a, a multifaceted decision is yeah. what I'm suggesting. Does
1: that make sense? Yeah. My 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 historical advice for folks I've talked to. When there was a similar role position experience required that paid 20 to 30 K more, it was they're paying you more for a reason, right? Something sucks over there that they need to compensate what you yeah. more, but that's not true right now. Right now there are good companies across the board that have responded to this new market that's happening and have decided we're going to be out front and we're going to, we're going to get the best and we're going to do that, and we're going to pay the best. And so now there's a response happening across the entire market where that's pulling everybody else up.
0: I still want to fall. Yes, I'm not disagreeing. but there's still a lot of shitty companies in the yes, world. Yes, yes. Like, the, and and they're shitty in different ways. Like like Netflix is a wonderful company to work for, but their work Amazon is a wonderful company to work for, mm-hmm. but their view of people and their view, so and you know, and and there's variable pays and all yeah. of that you you really want to think of i think you really want to be conscious about who you select and and interview them and understand what you're in for yeah like 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 what do they expect for the money and it may be hours or it may be the type of work you do etc i guess what i'm saying is go in eyes wide open
1: so so the we'll use a relatively strong word recommendation is you owe it to yourself to take a look at the market given everything that's happening right now
0: and leverage it and leverage that this as part of your strategy like be aggressive but also eyes wide open i think right when you're like interview we have some episodes where we talk about interviewing the company or at least one or two episodes where we've we focused on and it's not just it's not just asking a few questions. You may want to like ask to work with your team for a day. Like do an audition. Mm-hmm. Even if they're not doing an audition. Can I audition? Can I, you know, can I meet everyone I would be working with? Can I you know, if you could visit the company, and I know that's hard nowadays, can you look yeah. at the culture? Like is it you know, you could you you know, no one will tell you it's a sweatshop, but walking around the company you can actually yeah. tell yeah, that yeah. it's a
1: sweatshop, right? Yeah. The the surprising thing that I've had to coach people on is you should not be scared about the situation. You are in the driver's seat. The demand is much higher than the supply that's out there right now. So you are no longer a commodity. You now are the thing that's in demand. So you have the opportunity to to push harder on things like that and be selective.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: There is not a shortage. That's that's yeah. maybe the thing. Yeah.
0: Be really sharp on on your your interviewing the companies on doing your due diligence yeah. and, and be in the driver's seat.
1: Yeah. Th- th- view this as you are in a great position because you are. You are.
0: Now, can I say something? I, I want to see how you react. The other thing, I I think a lot of people get, so people can get full of themselves. Yeah. And people can think they're better than they are and they, and they lack self-awareness. So I think as part of so I, I'm suggesting, and I want to see how, Josh is going to keep me honest, but I think it's vetting the company. But I also think there's a vet yourself, damn it, and make sure that you know don't don't get big headed. Maybe I'll leave it. Just keep it simple. Don't get big headed and get ahead of yourself. Make sure yeah. And that's I'm not saying don't take challenges, but don't set yourself up to failure because you yeah. lack self awareness.
1: Yeah, and it's tough because historically the people I've seen with low self-awareness isn't yes, it's self-awareness, but they haven't been coached well by good leaders. And they're usually technically talented. So people are afraid to upset them. So they don't give them the bad news that they should hear on, Hey, you gotta get better at this, right? So they've lived in this bubble where they don't know. Yes, they should know, but also, there should be coaching to say like No one's hey. giving
0: them the feedback. Right. Yes. So yes. people suck. Good companies, bad companies. You yeah. and I have talked about it. Leaders, the majority of leaders, ninety percent of leaders suck at giving good feedback and coachable right. feedback. So it's not just the persons; it's yeah. the bubble that yes, been created. So so burst your own bubble if you can. Find a friend that you really trust
1: and like, have a heart-to-heart discussion with them. Say, hey, I'm thinking about this. Yeah. What do you think? Now I. I, I will, I have a confidence issue, right? Like I look at a thing and say, I can do that. It hasn't gotten me in trouble yet, but it has caused me to chase bigger things than I was experienced enough to be ready for. But I was willing to bet on myself to go like make myself make it happen. And I, you know, I haven't run into a brick wall yet, but that, that is undoubtedly going to happen at some point where I, have a self awareness issue. You're like Josh, you really can't do that. So like, don't be dumb. But but I know that's part of my personality that
0: works sometimes. So I think all of our advice here on this side of the the conversation was valid. Yeah, I'm going to say something rambunctious. Ooh, I like it. I'm excited. No, 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 no not too. But I'm just saying. But but all, everything we've said. I don't think there's a time in human history like this, where workers yes. are in the driver's seat. So, don't waste it. Don't waste this opportunity. Yeah. Right? This is too good of an opportunity, not just for you, but to disrupt, right? Sort of mechanistic companies and and poor leadership. Maybe this leads into our other, you know, what can leaders do? But yeah. So, don't only demand money, demand excellent leaders. Yeah. You may actually have a harder time finding excellent leaders than getting, you know, paid. But. There is no better time than now. Do you, do you have the heat on in here? What's going on, Bob? I had to take my jacket Jeez. off. Are you? Yeah. I'm getting close I, to that. I think it's the hot air that we're both, we're <laughs> yeah. both generating.
1: Good does I'm to start sweating soon. So before we go to the leadership side of the house, I want to talk about the flip side of that coin. So you've thought about it. You've investigated. You've decided. You, you love this company. You're getting challenged the way you want to get challenged. But you know you're potentially leaving 20, 30K – on the table what do you
0: do i go for if i'm if i'm in that first third i go for it i take all of the advice that we had but this is it's like the stock market what would you do if it was a stock market and you were grabbing a stock that you knew was going to grow over time
1: well i'm saying like do you go talk to your boss do you say hey there's this pay gap out there
0: I actually think you... So, I, I'd be interested to hear your view. I'm like, just go for it. I don't know if I, I talk to my boss so much outside of... Do I do I change the behavior with my boss? Like, have whatever... If I'm having one-on-ones with my boss, have them. Mm-hmm. If I'm having career growth discussions with my boss, keep having them to whatever degree it was yeah. happening. Do I have an extra conversation? No. I just look for the opportunities. Oh, I do. See, I, I, I look... I probably look to jump.
1: Yeah. If If I'm in that position where where I've looked. And in
0: looking... So you find a 30K opportunity.
1: Find a 30K opportunity, but the
0: and I love, icky guy... I love where I'm at. Says,
1: I love all of the things where I'm at except the pay piece. Right? So I'm happy with all the other variables in the ven, but the pay piece is missing. I take a shot and say, hey, it's clear that Roles, like if I were to leave, you would have
0: to pay someone thirty k more to fill. This I'm with job. you. I would probably. I. Yeah. I so so we're on uh, opposing ends, which is yeah. cool. I I would probably just leave. Okay. I would probably just leave because if they were going to pay me that, they would have paid me that in any way, or my boss would have had a conversation with me to talk about the inequity or mm-hmm. their, or the market awareness, et cetera, et cetera. Okay.
1: Right? All right. Well, then let's slide
0: into it's the other side of the coin.
1: You are responsible for a team. Yep. You hire them, you fire them, you you help narrow in on what we're paying people. But I'm
0: but I'm aware of this market. Yes.
1: Yeah. Welcome to our diversity and inclusion minute, Bob. I hear you have some juiciness to share.
0: Well, so I I have been doing giving diversity and inclusion or people of color discounts to my leadership classes. And Mm -hmm. I've run into some people over the course of the last few years in the classes, and I was looking at LinkedIn the other day, and there was this group of most I think African American coaches, like mm-hmm. eight of them, and they posted something and they called it the Agile Disciples USA, and what they they're forming a group, and they want to do two things. They want to do they want to get their certified uh, team coach, okay, their Scrum Alliance CTC, and that's a hard bar to get. So they're going to, they have this unique idea that we'll work together as a cohort to do that. And then while we're doing the cohort, part of the CTC is giving back or doing presentations or, you know, doing public speaking yourself or coordinating meetings or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're like, oh, we'll give back and we'll grow the community. So we're going to learn and we're also going to pay it forward. And that's part of our charter. And I sent them a little note and I'm like, you just let me know if I can help you and Good, bad news is they, they said, yeah, you can, you know, we would like you to, to become a a supporter yeah. of what we're doing. So I met with them yesterday, Saturday, and and it's, I'm going to be coaching, helping them become CTCs and supporting them. they They want to have a kickoff meeting or something, you know, a webinar or something to generate some of this public value back yeah they created a slack channel that we're talking in so that's that and and i'm really i'm really jazzed because it's the the key thing for me it's it's our target i want to help these folks i have privilege it's a group of folks mm-hmm. they're incredibly passionate mm-hmm. and what's exciting me the most is the snowball effect of the other side of them imagine as they gain momentum yeah Right, yeah, like the momentum side of it, because they're going to touch other people themselves, right because like of the right away, back. yep, right away, and so I 'm excited about that, that is very exciting, yeah, now, the biggest concern I have is bandwidth, right it's yeah. like it's like yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, oh my God, I hope I can I have a tendency, Josh, whether you know this or not, to bite off more than I can I do oh we both do, yeah, We both do. so so, but it 's not, but my heart i am I am so blessed that this. And it just popped in my lap. Yeah. So, so well, that's my diversity. If you
1: ever need to like tag out for
0: a bit. Oh, you want yeah. to you yeah. want to tag with me? Yeah, sure. I'd love that. I mean, I, I'm not a certified
1: anything, so I don't
0: know if that no, matters. No, but, yeah. but it's not. But they need, men, they need people like. Great. Okay, come the, in. The paperwork needs mentors and coaches. There's all kinds of stuff to sure. help them. I'm in. And it's a long time arc. So the CTC might take a year or two to get. But while they're doing that, they're giving back. So I just love the hearts of these folks. Yeah. Absolutely. So, cool. Done. All right, back to the episode. I start initiating conversations with everyone. Mm-hmm. So I look at my banding. I look at my salary banding because there's always people that are underpaid more than other people. Yeah. So so I start looking at like my market equity. And your market e- equity bands should be rising with this phenomenon as well, right? Mm-hmm. To some degree. Not as fast. But I look I talked to HR and I'm aware of whoever reports to me and what are the equity proposition and I start having conversations with them. Like, do we need to do, we need to do, do a bump? Mm-hmm. What what are you feeling like? So all I was saying was I as a as a leader, I want to be ahead of that curve. I don't want to wait for someone to have that conversation with me because it's potentially too late. Yeah, and then I'm counter offering. Do you know what I'm? I'm what I was implying earlier is I I don't like counter offers. So that's I don't a, either. So that's a bias I have. Yeah. Right? I wanna I wanna like I wanna delight someone in advance of them yeah. of them saying I have an offer on the table at twenty extra games. Yeah. They,
1: they, to me, there are a few things as frustrating as, so you're willing to pay me this. I just had to say I was going to leave. Exactly. So, like, why, why wouldn't you pay me that? Like, this, I feel
0: like I've been deceived for a period yeah. of time. So, I think, so one action is I'm working my butt off, and it's not always easy to do. Right. And you can't always compete with the marketplace. Right. Equal. But I would be talking to people about it in one on ones. Mm. I would be trying to figure out who is more sensitive to it than others. And I would be trying to make adjustments to yeah. become more market competitive. And I'd be, and I'm not just saying that medicaid, I'd be working really hard yeah. behind the scenes in the company yes. to, to justify that. Yeah.
1: I, I, the the only thing I would change about, and it might've been just the word you chose and you might have meant it differently than how you said it was that I wouldn't go ask HR. I would go tell HR mm. and executives That's and true. and whatever saying this is an issue a market condition that we have to respond to and we have choices we can accept the market conditions choose to play at this new level and find ways to fund that or we cannot and then we have to accept the indirect costs we're gonna have by losing people, taking time, spending money to recruit and fill those, maybe not being able to hire as good a people as have left because the pay differences. So you have to, at that moment, have a decision on what kind of company are we.
0: So I think both things, Josh, is what I was trying to say. There's salary banding and there's annualized reevaluate, whatever your companies are accustomed to. I, I would goose them to do that again. Yeah. Or to reevaluate that, but then there's the does that that may or may not handle the market conditions. Mm-hmm. Then then let's let's argue for the current market. Well, like what right. am I seeing in interviewing people? You're also you're also if you're hiring and most folks are going to yeah. grow, you're going to see you're going to have inequity coming in from the outside yes. because you're competing. Yeah. Right. So you can run that up. You can use that as yeah. as an argument internally with HR or whoever.
1: Yeah. I've 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 had really hard decisions in the past you know maybe a decade ago where I wouldn't hire somebody in to a role where I was paying them more than somebody that was already doing the job and doing it well that felt wrong for me to do to have this person that has invested and returned with us and helped us build these things and then bring somebody in off the street that we think is going to be good so so yeah I mean I think that's part of But that was a decade ago it's not right now right now times are drastically different it's crisis is the wrong word but it's a it's an event that you need to be responding to
0: No I, I I'm going to disagree with you I think you were right 10 years ago Yes And I think you're right today I think you're right to do that Now you hire someone but then now you have an internal equity challenge Yes right and you've exacerbated it mm-hmm. So so you have to you you have to be leveraging that right and but, but you have you have i i don't know what you were saying, but my i always i'm i <laughs> i'm always looking organizationally and am I paying everyone fairly, and as I'm hiring incoming folks, it's changing the distributions right, and so sometimes i even under non crazy conditions, I would have salary bumps out yes. of band right just so I could feel like I am fairly compensating folks, yeah. I once adjusted all the QA folks because mm-hmm. I wanted them to be fairly compensated with developers in an Agile context, mm-hmm. right? And and they were overly, I couldn't even find a band for them to go into because they were underpaid. So I think you have to be balancing that. So I that's what you were saying before. Yeah. So but then you might hire someone at 20K more, but that's that won't stop you from that. But now, you know. You have to respond, right? You have to respond to everyone, yeah. right?
1: Because the reality is if you don't, accept the fact that you might have to pay 20k more than you're paying people right now you might not get the type of people that you want so then you have to take that step and reactively make adjustments within your company so these these are things that you are going to have to fight for this will not be an easy road to go to the board or to whoever you have to go to to get an extra like three million dollars or whatever the number is Yep. To cover your team, to get everybody bumped up. And it's not just like three million dollars this year. It's three million dollars in True. perpetuity. Absolutely. You know? So those are discussions that sometimes folks don't like to have. But at that
0: point Well, or, or, and you may have to say no. So you have choices. As a leader, I had success in sharing with people my equity drivers, mm-hmm. but also my driver to, you know, I wanna I wanna upskill the organization, but I also want to be fair. So in some cases I might say no to someone from a salary point. I mean at some point if someone came to you and said I want 60k, I want 100k more, you're going to say no. Mm-hmm. So every leader has to but you have to change your your competitive posture yeah. right and your strategies. Yep. So I think there's a monetary strategy as a leader. What's challenging is depending on the company culture, you can't always communicate that to people. Mm-hmm. Like in some cultures they make salaries relatively yeah. transparent or not totally, but relatively transparent, or ranges Mm and things, and some places don't. I also think it might even be less, so it's more of a personal thing, but I think your leadership style has to change as well, I mean, mean, so take money off the plate, Mm -hmm. you know, are they going to give me flexibility, are they going to train me, are they going to give me flex time, are they going to allow me to work from home? are they are they gonna not ride me like treat me like a resource are they going right. to treat me like a person there's a lot of leaders out there are they going to have one-on-ones with me and 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 really connect to me like establish a relationship with me and put me first and grow me so there's the supervisory you know relationship the leadership aspect yeah I, I think you have to raise the bar on that as well don't mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking I think
1: you have to raise the bar on anything so to me, I hope this isn't the first time you're hearing this discussion topic because if this is the first time you're hearing it and you have a team that you're leading, it might be
0: too late. I don't think people, I, I'm not as tuned in as you are. Yeah. You're, you're more tuned in. Yeah. But my sense is this is, not, most companies are reacting to this mm-hmm. rather than being proactive. Right. It's like diversity. I mean, I heard someone the other day they laid off their diversity and inclusion. They, why would you do that now? Yeah, right. So people, I think I don't know if most companies are in a proactive mode and like staying ahead of the curve. And, and yeah, and
1: and I firmly believe the companies that are will win. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. So it's a it's a life or death death kind of thing. Yeah. Where again, this is one of those foundational issues of if you're a technology company. You have to respond to this because others will and you won't and then you're going to struggle to find the talent that is needed to deliver whatever you need to do.
0: Well, I mean, this is going to weed out to to your point. It's going to weed out the weak and the, and the, mm-hmm. the myopically focused folks. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. What else should leaders... I actually think the icky guy... I have to bring it in. I, <laughs> I think the icky guy comes into play again. Okay. Because it's make sure folks are doing what they love. Okay, yeah. Giving folks opportunities, trying to help them make a difference. Uh, Even if that's a difference, like working for Habitat, the company creates opportunities to volunteer for Habitat for Humanity. Yes. Right, or something like that. Or like you were doing Mm -hmm. at Storable, where you were talking about diversity and inclusion, and you had that. Those initiatives, it's not just am I making a difference Outside, Am I making, you can make a difference inside, inside out. Yeah. I think those things come in. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the job, right? You need to know what drives people.
1: And as soon as someone on your team doesn't feel like your company is helping them get to wherever they want to get to. If it's, Hey, I love my job. I just want to help the world more or, Hey, I love my job and I just need a little bit more money or I'm happy with the money and I want to try something new. Or whatever like you you need to understand what drives each person and make sure it's clear that you're supporting them and getting to wherever that is and if not then they'll go find somebody else that does
0: another thing as you were talking i was thinking of at zenergy we've talked about strategies of bringing folks in from the bottom and developing them Mm -hmm. so i think this is another part of this strategy out there is are you growing people you know we've talked about university like our biases not hiring people with university degrees, not Mm -hmm. being totally focused. 20 years ago I was focused there. Now it's maybe bring folks in with a boot camp, a 10 week boot camp and bring them in and develop them for two or three years. So I think there's multi, I'm wondering if there's multi-faceted strategies of staffing. It's not just bringing in high-end folks, it's are you growing people? Yeah, I think it's both as a leader, I'm looking for, am I developing folks? Am I bringing folks in with music degrees? Mm-hmm. Am I allowing people to pivot in from school teaching? What am I doing at all ends of the organization right. to create this? Would you buy that? Or? Yeah, I I think that's something you should be doing now, regardless
1: of I would whatever, like, this yes. this event shouldn't push you into that. You should have already been doing that. But if you're not doing that, again, if you're not doing that and you don't respond to what's happening, you're in real trouble.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, there's going to be a natural. I mean, part of what we're talking about though is a natural. As a leader, we're on the flip side, right? Mm -hmm. As a leader, you're not going to keep people forever, right? You're not. So, what are you? What are you doing to re to to reinstantiate your staff? Yeah, right. You got to be thinking about that.
1: Yeah, I, I my first real leadership role was at a small insurance company that mostly hired hourly folks to do claims and underwriting and all of that stuff. So when I came in and wanted to pay developers, what I thought a fair price was there was a number they weren't comfortable going above. Yep. And I, I got frustrated because I would hire somebody in they would get great and they would leave. Yep. I just accepted, okay, these are the constraints with which I am presented. How am I going to respond? So I got really good at finding young talent, bringing them in, getting them up to speed as quickly as I could, getting two, three good years out of them, and then making sure I always had a pipeline
0: of somebody else ready to come in. What's the average tenure today? Just guess. I would guess like five years maybe. Max, max. Max, right? So what we're talking about, you have to develop a strategy to do some of this, right? And there might be a pipeline for everyone and then maybe for subject matter experts or architects or something. So maybe you have two sort of longer tenured people, but you're still going to... You're still going to have to refresh yourself. Yeah. Right? As a leader,
1: you need to always be recruiting. Yeah. Always.
0: Yeah. Always. Did we? I feel pretty good about this. Do you? Yeah. All right. I want to make sure. Well, you brought it into yeah. I think it was a nice topic, yeah. actually. So, all right. Are we done? We're done. All right. So, from beautiful downtown Cary, North Carolina. Yeah. I'm Bob Galen, And I'm Josh Anderson. Shake. And bake. Take care, y'all.